Hello again, and welcome to another episode of Consciously Blooming. I'm your host, Natalie Green, and I'm so happy to have you here today. As you might be able to tell, this week's episode is a lot clearer than last week's. You might have seen the note in last week's show notes about how I I just got a new laptop recently and I've been really struggling with the audio. I have it figured out this week. Thank goodness. It's been a real big struggle, but thank you for your patience and I'm very I'm very grateful that you could bear with me. I hope you still enjoyed the content in last week's episode. I really enjoyed recording it and I was so bummed out when I realized that it was an issue that I couldn't just fix through editing, but also I didn't realize it was an issue until the episode had to be published to go up on Tuesday morning. So very disappointed in that episode and how it turned out audio-wise. I hope you still enjoyed it, like I said, but again, thank you for your patience. Now, this week's episode is all about eating your skincare. And I think you'll really like this week's topic. I did. I loved doing the research. It does get a little bit into the weeds and the nitty gritty. So be ready for that. But I will begin now as I always do with what I've been into and what I've been up to. What I've been into. Checking the boxes off my 2024 to-do list. I have been booking so many appointments like the dentist, the optometrist, hair appointments, everything like that, and getting my car seat fixed, just boom, 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 getting things off the list, out of the way, starting the new year on a great foot. I mean, my wallet doesn't think it's a great foot, but these are all things that need to happen. So I've been, I've been really digging, checking all those off my boxes on my 2024 to-do list. What I've been up to, similarly on the to-do list, I just cleaned my makeup brushes. That is something that I think we all need to be doing a lot more often than we do. And I think it's something that people forget you can do. You don't really need to be throwing out your makeup brushes. I've had mine for, I don't know, probably five or six years and some of them way longer than that, probably like 10, not even kidding. And if you take care of them and like wash them every, I'm sure it should be probably every few months, every, well, probably every few weeks, but I definitely do it every few months. And that's something that maybe you should consider adding into your routine because I mean, you're putting your makeup brush on your face with product. So there's product, bacteria, oils, mixing and dust because wherever they are, they're getting dust on it and your skin particles, your dead skin flakes, which is gross. You know, we all have them, but it's important to wash your brushes to take care of them so you're not putting all of that back onto your face each and every time you use them. And it'll be like they're brand new. I swear. It's so easy. It takes like no time. The most time it takes is to dry the brushes and that's literally like a day. And if you can go a day without wearing makeup, it's totally fine. So be washing your brushes. Make it a habit in 2024. Jumping right into this week's topic, I talk about skincare very frequently on this podcast. It is something that I'm very passionate about and have been for years. I love experimenting with new products and treatments. I love learning about the benefits and things to avoid, and I really just love sharing my findings with others. I also mention a lot of products that I love and try and 
If you're like me, I'm sure that your TikTok or Instagram feed is also filled with skincare gurus talking about some new product or treatment that you have to try to have the best skin of your life. However, I think that one thing we need to remember is that products are only going skin deep, pun intended, (laughs) but the health of our skin goes much further than that, down into our gut health actually. We all know by now that eating too many greasy or sugary foods or drinking too much soda or alcohol can lead to breakouts and a dullness of the skin. But I don't hear many people talking about the foods they are eating to feed their skin, or like I would word it, eating your skincare. Let's remember that our skin is the largest organ of our body. Just like all other organs need nutrients to function properly, so does your skin. Your skin needs to protect your insides from the outside world, in simple terms. Other aspects do impact the state of our skin, such as hormones, genetics, age, but our food also has a direct impact due to the nutrients it supplies to our bodies. There was a study done in the Netherlands, and the results showed that out of 2,800 adults, quote, women who ate more fruits and vegetables, fish, and fiber-rich foods tended to have fewer wrinkles than those who ate more meat and snack foods, end quote. There have also been several experiments done on teenage boys that showed limiting sugar and starchy foods helped with their acne flare-ups. This can be linked to the fact that sugary, greasy, and overprocessed foods leads to inflammation within the body. That can show up as acne on the body and face. You might be thinking, well, I don't have acne, so that doesn't apply to me. Well, first of all, lucky you, that is awesome that you don't have acne, but something that we are all dealing with and will continue dealing with for the remainder of our lives is aging and wrinkles. As I have said many times before, I know that there is no stopping time and that we will all have wrinkles, and I think that's a beautiful part of the human experience, but I also want to be aging gracefully. I don't want to look 86 when I'm 60, you know? And what you eat can impact how quickly you start developing wrinkles and the speed at which they become more pronounced. This is all thanks to the increased speed at which we accumulate advanced glycation end products, or AGEs. We naturally accumulate AGEs as we age, but what we eat and different external exposures can speed up the accumulation process and lead to a development of wrinkles, aka a breakdown of skin's thickness and elasticity, much faster than it would naturally. These compounds form in a process known as glycation, when fat or protein combine with sugar in the bloodstream. We do have natural ways of eliminating these compounds, like through activity involving antioxidants or enzymes, but accumulating too many too frequently can cause the buildup that leads to premature aging. In a quote from Dr. Sanchari Sinaduta, and this is a long one, so bear with me, quote, the amount of AGEs in the food mainly depends on the method of preparation. For example, fried foods contain a higher amount of AGEs as compared to boiled foods. About 10 to 30% of ingested AGEs are absorbed in the body and may participate in skin aging. Mechanicalistically, AGEs can react with proteins, lipids, and nucleic acids and alter their normal physiological functioning. 
Upon binding to their receptors, AGEs can also trigger a cascade of signaling pathways, leading to reduced cell proliferation, increased cellular senescence and optosis, decreased extracellular matrix synthesis, increased formation of free radicals and pro-inflammatory mediators, etc. All these processes can potentially contribute to skin aging, end quote. If you want to hear more about what Dr. Duta had to say about AGEs, I will be sure to link the article in today's show notes. Summing that all up in layman's terms, the way in which we make food contributes to how the AGEs are produced and then how they get into our body. So those higher temperatures like frying and honestly even burning things in the oven and like over toasting things, those are creating AGEs and putting them in our body. And it's all about that buildup and accumulation that causes the problems, which can really be linked to, like I mentioned, inflammation within the body. It reduces cell turnover and that can understandably lead to wrinkles and skin aging. Now that we understand how eating poorly can lead to wrinkles and that our skin cells are constantly dying and being replaced, it makes sense that we need to be giving our body the proper nutrients to create those healthy skin cells. Let's talk skin-loving foods. Fruits and veggies are no surprise here. We all know that fruits and vegetables are important for our overall health, and as you would expect, that includes the health of your skin. The antioxidants in fruits and veggies is what helps us fight off the free radicals from both external and internal pollutants, like those AGEs we were discussing earlier. Vitamin C is probably the most thought of skincare product when discussing bringing brightness back to the skin. But did you know that eating it is just as important as putting it on your face? Not only does it help your blemishes heal, but it is key in the production of collagen, the protein that keeps your skin looking plump and makes your capillaries and make sure that your capillaries are supplying enough blood to nourish your skin. A few fruits and veggies that are very high in vitamin C would be, as you would suspect, oranges, kiwis, strawberries, papaya, guava, broccoli, blueberries, and sweet potatoes. Don't worry about memorizing this. I'll also probably put like a little list at the end of the show notes so that you can just kind of Scan that over and see what you can add into your daily meal to add some of these good key nutrients for your skin. Furthermore, beta carotene found in orange fruits and veggies like carrots, oranges, and pumpkins helps in overall skin health and cell development. Vitamin E helps in protecting us from the damage of UV radicals, also known as photoprotection. It has also been linked to anti-inflammatory roles within the body, which we all know is very important. A few food items that are high in vitamin E would be almonds, avocados, pumpkin seed oil, and hazelnuts. Selenium is an antioxidant that I have mentioned before when discussing the supplements that I take, and this is one that I specifically look for in food, i.e. I eat one to two Brazil nuts every day. Selenium works alongside vitamins C and E to prevent skin cancer, age spots, and sun damage. A few foods that include selenium alongside Brazil nuts are shellfish, fish, eggs, tomatoes, and broccoli. Healthy fats are so important to our skin's health. 
It helps keep our skin elastic and moisturized. The monounsaturated and polyunsaturated fats are healthy and are found alongside vitamin E in oily fish like salmon, trout, and sardines, chia seeds, flax seeds, avocados again, and walnuts. On to carbohydrates because carbs are not the enemy. I actually want to start a campaign or like a hashtag that says hashtag stop carb hate 2024 because they are so important for our health and they have been villainized by society. I'm not sure why. Well, I definitely know why, but I want to break that villainization. Carbs are not the villain. Anywho, I do want to make sure that we are all on the same page about the carbs that I'm talking about and that is complex carbs. Complex carbs are going to be releasing glucose into the bloodstream at a slower pace than a simple carb that releases those sugars into the bloodstream very fast and and therefore spike our blood sugar. Spiking our insulin levels can lead to the damage of our collagen, which leads to the premature aging of our skin. A few complex carbs would be beans, which are a huge favorite of mine, love beans, <laughs> brown rice, quinoa, oats, lentils, and chickpeas. Also, fruits are a great source of a complex carb. Last but certainly not least, and probably the least surprising, drink water. Your skin needs moisture to be flexible and truthfully to look good. So make sure you are drinking your water or herbal teas throughout the day. And remember that fruits and veggies high in water content, such as cucumbers and watermelons, contribute to your water intake while providing fiber and other nutrients and minerals. There are a few things that I also want to note before we end the episode, and that is number one, don't forget that this is also all tied to the health of your gut. If you are allergic to something that I mentioned above, do not be eating it. An allergic reaction is causing inflammation within your body, and that is the exact opposite of what we want to be doing. Number two, This is not to scare you away from eating delicious food that is not good for your skin. Even after doing all of this research and recording this podcast, I'm still going to drink wine and eat cheeseburgers occasionally, you know? This is by no means to make you feel guilty about enjoying less healthy foods and drinks or to blame yourself when you see a zit. That zit is not a punishment for having had that late night piece of cake, okay? I just wanted this to be another tool in your arsenal, as it will be in mine, to continue on your skincare loving and learning journey. And frankly, to just better understand how what we eat affects us in so many different ways that are really cool and interesting. I hope that you can take something valuable from this episode and know that even if you aren't in the position to be spending lots of money on your skincare, Throw some more fruits, veggies, and water into your diet, and your skin will thank you now and definitely in the future. Now I will end with a quote from Jess C. Scott, who said, Be patient. Your skin took a while to deteriorate. Give it some time to reflect a calmer inner state. Now with that, I will end this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Please like, share, leave a review, and of course, share with any of your friends who are big skincare fans and really love to take care of their bodies and skin. And with that, I hope you have a wonderful week and keep consciously blooming into your best self.